0: Hello and welcome back to Sci-Section. I'm your journalist Anum, for the Sci-Section radio show broadcasted on... CFMU 93.3 FM radio station. We are here today with Dr. Andrea Gonzalez, an associate professor in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Neurosciences, a member of the Offord Centre for Child Studies and the McMaster Institute for Research in Aging. And in addition to all of those accomplishments, she holds a Tier 2 Canada Research Chair in Family Health and Preventive Interventions. We are so fortunate to have you here with us today at SciSection. Thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you so much, Annem, for the invitation to come. So to get us started, would you be willing to give us a little introduction of who you are, your education, your career, background, hobbies, and maybe just add on a little fun fact about yourself?
1: Sure. So I was initially trained in psychology and neuroscience at the University of Toronto. I did all my training actually at U of T, undergraduate and graduate. I didn't uh, venture too far from home. Um, and then I came to do my postdoctoral fellowship after my PhD at the Offord Centre um, to learn a little bit more about epidemiology and preventative interventions. Um, I guess my research program very largely focuses on family violence and, and parenting practices and how we can promote healthy Uh, child development through positive and playful parenting. Um, Hobbies, I used to like to read pre-COVID. I seem to not be able to do that anymore. Um, I love watching movies. I have a 12-year-old son, so I'm into Marvel and the Minions and uh, everything. And we play board games and go for bike rides. And a fun fact about myself is... um, you know, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and my husband uh, likes to call me Hermione because he thinks I'm like oh. Hermione for you
0: Harry <laughs> Potter fans out
1: there. Yeah,
0: so I've actually never read any of the Harry Potter movies
1: or books, so I'm gonna have to. Get yeah. That. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it takes a certain you like have to like magical stuff, but uh, and fantasy <laughs> bit, But uh, we, as a family, we've totally been sucked in. We've even gone to London to see the studios and stuff. Oh, that's nice. I mean, we read books to escape
0: reality, so I guess Harry Potter provides that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so other than that, I'm sure being at your position right now did not happen easily. So would you be willing to tell us a little bit about your challenges that you faced along the way?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, some of my initial challenges. Um, even knowing as an undergrad what I wanted to do, I think that I changed my um my uh, specialization a a few times and kept trying different things out and I finally Mm -hmm. took a physiological psychology course and I felt like it really resonated uh, with me because it combined my love of biology and behavior uh, together. I think some of my other challenges um, in relation to academia and I it's something I think we all struggle with is uh, balance because it You know, academia can certainly take as much as you're willing to give it. So sometimes it's hard to strike that balance. Um, and then as a working mother, I think some of those, you know, typical barriers we hear that women face um, and some of the challenges even with COVID and how it's impacted working women um, has been another barrier for sure. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I really like everything you said, and I especially like how you brought me through the different stages. So, you know, as a student, then as a in your master's or PhD and now. So what kind of advice would you give to students and just other people who are listening to this show right now and are interested in pursuing maybe a similar field?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I don't know if other people are like this. I sort of feel like, uh I didn't venture out too much along my very kind of set path in life. Like I always knew what my next logical step Mm -hmm. would be. And I, maybe that's the Hermione in me that my husband talks about, Mm but um, so I think it's just, you know, exploring, uh, finding your passion. Like to me, it's really about finding your passion. And ultimately, even though I took this kind of, prescribed next step format, I feel like I I did find my passion, but it's been a, a real evolution along the way, which has mm-hmm. been fantastic in terms of learning and growth. And I think being flexible when things don't turn out necessarily the way you uh, mm-hmm. think they might is, is really important as well. And, and being kind to yourself and taking breaks when you need it. Mm. So wellness is really important.
0: I think it's something really undervalued in our society, but it's something that is I think we should learn more about in school and integrate more into our life. So I definitely agree with that. And um, so I forgot what I was going to say, but next question. This is a little bit different, but science is a field that really interests me. And I know that being a researcher, being in your the field that you are, science is obviously something that must interest you too. So what do you think our scientific community needs the most right
1: now? Yeah, I think that's a great question and a tough one. I think, you know, maybe pre-COVID, my answer might have been different. And I know people are talking about the pandemic a lot, and there's probably a lot of pandemic fatigue uh, going on. But I think we do need to kind of take a step back and reevaluate as a society, what are our priorities? I think Mm -hmm. that the world faces tremendous challenges right now. Um, not only the pandemic but with wars and with um, mm-hmm. you know food shortages and increased inflation and climate change issues and I think no one discipline is going to be able to solve all the problems we face mm-hmm. now so it's how do we really break down those silos um and barriers, you know, across disciplines, how do we come together as a collective to Mm -hmm. solve some of the issues um, that I think that we're facing and that are only going to get more complicated with time. Mm -hmm.
0: I definitely agree with that. I think taking an interdisciplinary approach through and just considering how all of them intersect, how all aspects of science, how all aspects of, you know, humanity, all of them kind of come together to affect the world as it is. Yeah, That's and really I do funny. think that
1: there's a lot of redundancy, a lot of, um, I mean, replication certainly yes, is a super you. important part of um, of science. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't be trying to replicate things, but I, I think that sometimes... Uh, it, certain fields don't necessarily collaborate as much as we should. And, um, you know, when you think about how quickly they came up with the COVID vaccine, they were able to mobilize in incredible ways because we were facing this unprecedented challenge. Mm-hmm. So can we take that kind of model and apply it to other types of issues as well?
0: hundred percent. Yes, I definitely agree with that. That's something I think people should really hear. So thank you for that. And so now for our final question, this is a little fun question. If you were a novel, what would you be called and why?
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough one. I you know, I think the, the thing that comes to me right off the top of my head is the Nutty Professor. But um, <laughs> I think if you talk to any of my team or my trainees, they would say I'm a little bit... Uh, unconventional and I certainly like to bring a lot of um, humor to our work uh, Mm -hmm. and a lot of warmth I think again I, I hate bringing up COVID all the time but I feel like we're we're you know we've been working remotely for so long and most of our team continues to do that but so it's really about how do we make human connections another way and I think we do that through humor in our team, we do it through mm-hmm. wellness plans. You know, we try to talk about the things that make us happy and uh, centered nowadays. And and yeah, so I don't know if the Nutty Professor, if I had to think of another mm-hmm. one, I'd probably say something about the winding road, because I figure that that's the way my life has sort of been. And I feel like there's probably a lot of other bends up the road that I can't even predict or anticipate. But that's sort of what my life has been like.
0: Your response brought a smile to my face. That was an amazing <laughs> response, because for several reasons. The top reason, all I ask for time's sake. I love that you bring that sense of humor to your atmosphere, and because that's really important, especially in a field. Sometimes in a really sad feel, um, sad area, like science, or just the work atmosphere, it can get boring sometimes, it can get a little bit deprecating. And so I think it's just really important to have that person who brings brightness to everyone's day. And, you know, even in a day where, where it's stressful, or even where a day where it's just gloomy, you need that little bit of brightness. So yeah, thank thank you for being other people's sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And another thank you. Thank you for joining us today. It was... It was amazing to hear about your career, your perspectives, and your entire journey throughout throughout everything. The work you are doing is so relevant and so important, so I'm really excited to see what comes next. Well, thank you so much
1: again for the invitation. This has been great. Yeah.
0: So, guys, that is it for section. I'm your journalist, Anam Biabani, and make sure to check out our pos- podcast available on global pl- platforms for our latest interviews.